Welcome to the Margin Business Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Another episode today, and we have somebody which I guess most of you who are watching know, and if not, um, you will know him in this show, and it's uh, really nice speaking to him. Um, it's Sebastian, um, the connector. Uh, don't forget to mention this one. The rest, the rest, I cannot read because it's Chinese, but it's the connector Hertz. <laughs> And um, yeah, it's uh, it's a pleasure to have you on today. Um, please, before I begin to introduce you with the company Signify and all of this, let's let's just start and uh, let us know a little bit more about yourself, where you based at the moment, and yeah, and then we slowly take it from there. Omar, thanks for the introduction. I mean, you've seen you made even me smile. Um, it's awesome to be on the show. So thanks a lot for having me. Um, and even nicer, I mean, we just talked about, you know, where did we meet? And, uh, well, obviously, one of our common stops was the World uh, E-Commerce Forum in Istanbul. Exactly. And we were semi-working, semi-not. There was a racing simulator, and we just got <laughs> out of the racing simulator. And Vincenzo Toscano introduced me to uh, to Omar, and we said, hey, Omar, you know what? Your turn. And all of a sudden, look where the connections take you. So connector connecting i mean this is part of life this always helps one another um, and if you know a solution uh, why wouldn't you help somebody else to have that same thing as well as long as you're not your competitor so thanks a lot for the uh, for the intro and, and welcoming me um background you asked what is what is my background well we are amazon sellers ourselves we have two own brands since 2014 we sell them on Amazon. We sell them uh, on our Shopify web shop as well. Uh, the first brand is in a uh, yeah, bit more than a thousand stores, uh, big box retail stores in Germany. Second brand, not yet, but we'll get there. We have our sourcing company. We have an event company where we host events for Amazon sellers ourselves and um, help another business helping others to bring their products into the big box retail and a few more other projects on the side, but that would probably be too far to go. <laughs> Great. That's amazing. And you know what I will do because I have the video actually, when we were sitting in the formula one car and I will, I will, when you, when you were saying this, I will just build this, this one in and then everyone can see what we're talking about. That's uh, I think that's a, that's a great idea. I just, just, you know, just came through my head like this. What happened? <laughs> and definitely um, something yeah, that came to my head still. Sorry, you Sorry? asked me where I am. Best regards, good morning from Germany currently. Oh really? Which part of Germany? The eastern part, uh, it's, uh, you know, if this is Germany, if Munich is down here, Berlin is up here, this is where Leipzig is, a little bit more on oh, the east okay. side. in the middle. Okay. Um, pretty much in, in middle Germany, a little yeah. bit more to the east. Yeah, that's that's great, you know, so sunny, sunny day, I guess, sunny Germany. Um, yeah, maybe not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Great, so yeah, let's, uh, let's start um, with a few questions um, for you, because I know there is a lot uh, that there, 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 there you know, until you got there, obviously you, you, you passed a lot of things. Um, it would be great to hear how did you got? I mean, to 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 a globing to a global uh, product sourcing company. Because from what I know, um, if you want to uh, work in yeah with bigger Chinese sellers or Chinese manufacturers, 
um, it's not enough just to click on Alibaba and, and order a hundred products. Um, the best would be obviously to, to fly there, to build relationships over years, um, maybe to change a lot of um, different um, manufacturers in order to at the end find the good one, uh, build with this good one a relationship and then make millions. But, you know, I'm not the expert in this. This is just theory. So let me know how this all went and how you got there uh, where you are today. Well, the original way of getting into uh, sales, uh, not sales, into building FBA business or doing sourcing from China was before this life. I had a different one and I'm actually university graduate engineer of electrical engineering and industrial automation, wow. which sounds weird. Everyone is an engineer. Um, <laughs> Coming in? Vincenzo is as well an engineer, you know? It's yes. A... <laughs> They're good people engineers, I've heard. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> no, well, I'm an electrical engineer, industrial automation engineer, and I've stayed with a, a, yeah, actually the world market leader in industrial automation, which is called ABB. Hardly anybody knows the company, but uh, they're massive. Back then, they used to have like 145,000 people worldwide. And I stayed yeah. with them for 12 years in total. Um, and part years. of that was... okay. Wow. 12 years before actually literally starting my old, yep, I'm I'm older than, than I look, I guess. They're everywhere. Um, they're, AB, ABB is everywhere on the trains and stuff, right? There's I that, see the logo well, on my head, yeah. you know, like. Okay. Yep, the red logo with the white crosses, the yes, yes, yes. Swiss company. Correct. Okay. I stayed with them for seven, yep, seven years in Germany. And then I asked them, hey, you know what? I want to have a little bit of a challenge and uh, I'd love to go abroad again. I've been earlier abroad uh, as a high school student, went to the U.S., had the honor of staying there for a year, finishing my U.S. Um, high school, coming back to Germany, blah, blah. And then later I said, hey, you know what? I'd, I'd love to go abroad again, but this time in a in a professional matter means, you know, I want to go for ABB, send me somewhere. And they offered to me to go to Sweden. I was like, Sweden, dude, that's like Europe. And then I had the offer of Singapore and I was like, Singapore, that's Asia for beginners. Um, I wanted to specifically go to China. And this is where I got. And I went there for the oil and gas business, um, chemical, wow. pharmaceutical. Very this good. was the industry we're in. Stayed in China, um, got to know my better half, who is now a partner with me for more than 10 years and co-founder of Signify Global Product Sourcing. Well, the secret there is she's, you know, the real brain behind it. She's been doing sourcing for 18 years. Same here. So yes, you know. <laughs> really? You were yes. saying 18 years in the business? Wow. No, no, no. We're 10 years in the business. What I mean is uh, same here is my uh, my actual partner. Uh, my uh -huh. better half, my wife, uh, is, is running the business in the back, yes. Look at that. It's like... <laughs> Yeah, behind every successful woman stands a man, right? Or exactly, something like that? Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and yeah, I got to know her there. And actually in the last, I've been doing so many over hours or overtime in AVB that I, in the end, before finishing my China time, I got another promotion, went then actually to Singapore, um, stayed there for a couple of more years and I had a higher position, had a whatever other job. And um in the last month, actually, before leaving China, I just asked him, I was like, you know what, guys, I've done a little bit too much. I've done, I think, in two and a half years, I've done overtime worth seven full man month. So I had worked seven full time months more than was necessary. So I asked him for a little bit of time off, you know, can I take a couple of days or weeks off? Of course, I don't get the seven months back. This was all un unasked, unpaid overtime. 
Um, but then Julia, she came to me and like, Sebastian, you're annoying. You have nothing to do. Here's something for you to do. Go dig into it. And it was the podcast by Scott Walker. Um, it was the Amazing Seller, I believe, back then it was called in 2013 or so. And I started listening to this and I was like, hey, that sounds that sounds reasonable. I mean, he explains how you get products, how you find them, how you produce them. And my original thought was like, why don't I take this thing and, you know, translate it into German and teach it to the Germans? And I was like, nah, just, said, you know, copying something and translating and pushing it through. That's just not me. So why not start doing those things literally on your own? And this is how I got into FBA. And now, well, we were in China. I was at the source, you know, in China, it was back then already quite common to get same day or next day delivery. So I went online to the Taobao or to the local Chinese pages and looks like, hey, what kind of products could be interesting? Like, boom, order, boom, order, boom, order. And I just got the stuff, you know, always shipped in uh, into the house. So actually, we, we picked it up at the at the reception. We, we used to live in one of those big luxury condos uh, because the company paid for it. Um, and so I just looked in the beginning. It was, you know, the small turtles with speakers on there and they project light into the ceiling that you oh, can yeah. give your so they fall asleep and i was like that would be interesting but then i thought electrical product yeah. baby product they probably need some certifications even though back then nobody was really thinking about you know product security and uh well i started with the first product and it took me actually one and a half years to understand that that person over here on the other side of the bed could actually do sourcing for my products <laughs> Julia has been doing this day in and day out and this is pretty much then how it all started. And we thought, hey, we can do sourcing for ourselves. She can do sourcing. And then once we came back to Germany, um, she had some customers doing sourcing for her. And then it spread somewhat in the Amazon universe. And they heard, hey, you guys can do sourcing. You can do sourcing for others. And it's like, yeah. So it grew out of own demand. And I guess it's probably the same for you guys, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely, it started kind of like this, you know, as well. Um, at some point, I touched a little bit the sourcing as well, um, but it was not my my main thing because it was very demanding because I was flying from Europe into Thailand, for example, bought boxing stuff, you know, put it on my back uh, and then walk through customs. Obviously, you know, they didn't talk with me back then. It was a bit different. You know, nobody cared whatever you bring. You know, it's just uh, it, it was different. But anyway, I, I was not the sourcing guy, but it, it definitely started like this small and then it it, it went bigger. And um, did they uh, just a question? Did they let you did they give you something that these seven months? Or did they did they give you any holidays or anything of that kind? Or I or just I uh, had like. I had three weeks left over or four weeks left over of annual vacation. Um, and I think I had like two weeks or so, so 10 days off. Okay. Um, okay. That's, I mean, nobody that's, asked me for this over hours. I did this out of my own will, you know, own drive. So yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, that's really why I'm asking. Big, because yeah. why I'm asking is I, I did exactly the same. And yeah. they told me, they just told me, yeah, whatever. If you want to go, go, you know, and after the, after 10 years, you know, you expect some, uh, some like, yes, you can work from home or yes, you can do this. Uh, nothing. So I said, okay, that's fine. You know, I, I already, obviously I built already in the back my, my, my business. So I, I could, uh, I knew that I could just say, okay, that's it. I'm going to leave. But obviously yeah. it would be great to, to get something from like maybe a month of vacation or something like that. But yeah. you know, com companies are, big companies are not known for being very, uh, 
you know, understandable and letting racism everyone... to time, unless you have a contract, have it written in a contract, but they knew I'm not exactly, going to leave exactly. because I already yes. signed the contract for Singapore. So they transferred me to Singapore in a different position. Okay. So I'm going to stay, you know, obviously uh, getting an upgrade here, getting a different country. Sure, I was sure. back then sick of the air in uh, Beijing, uh, you know, I mean, yeah. wearing FFP2 masks in 2013, 14 was normal to me. Oh. So, yeah, just because of the air pollution. Okay, amazing. And then Singapore. How was Singapore? Did you? Awesome. Did anything anything uh, uh, really like amazing went went down in Singapore? I mean, some sourcing, something of that kind, or is not really the sourcing country? No, I mean, sourcing in Singapore, they don't really produce anything. Um, there's okay. an egg farm, uh, which we actually, uh, it's a chicken farm, an egg farm. We found this thing and we literally went there and we said, you know what, we want to automate that with ADB. And we won the project. So we actually wow. uh, uh, automated okay. the chicken farm, I think, with like, <laughs> they produced, I think in the original, I think they produced like seven or 800,000 eggs in a day. And I think they okay. wanted to upgrade over the next few years to to make like two and a half million eggs or so. So I think they had like 700,000, 800,000 chicken there. But that's pretty much it. And Singapore does not much more sourcing. Um, no, I mean, but Singapore, it was a definite upgrade. I mean, after China, you know, it's a really fine city. I mean, you, you'll be fine for everything you do wrong. But at the same time, yes. it's I mean, it's amazing. And within 50 years, they grew from third world country into boom, one of the top countries in the world. I mean, it's a fantastic country. It's nice and warm, hot and humid, which is not the greatest. But I mean, you're in Dubai. I think you know what yeah. I'm talking about. Definitely. It's uh, the same. It's, it's about the same temperature right now, you know, like uh, humidity wise. But it's a lovely uh, living condition or um yeah outdoor eating all the all the time you go out for dinner you have fantastic time so love it definitely yeah. definitely i love singapore I, I you know um i mean it's not it's not my like my place to live um i rather uh, i i liked malaysia i lived in malaysia myself but um uh, i like to go there yeah just to just to, for some for some days you know then it's enough for me because it's a uh, you know, there is not a lot of green. You can, you know, to going to the beach is like, okay, uh, do I get some rush or something? Because it's a bit strange, you know, to in the, the Where'd waters. Where you live? Not in KL then? Jehovah? No, no, no. No, no, no. I mean, like, no, no, in KL. I lived in KL. Okay. Um, it was more for Singapore. It was a bit, uh, you know, um, I like Singapore, but, you know, not not, not all year. Like, for Tiny business, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's really... Uh, it, it's a funny it's 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 like you said it's a funny country you get fined everywhere but now you know asia is generally like that like here as well you get fined you know so fine for anything and you cannot even uh object or you know it's it's just like that it's the, the rules of the country which makes as well at the same time um good uh for uh yep. yeah to prevent something you know so yeah yep. you know what you're going to face so you don't do it that's it you know so anyway I mean, so, since we're talking about all those topics here right now, let me give another example, which is funny. I, it seems like we're not even getting into the business talk today, but maybe that's entertaining <laughs> for the people as well. Sure. I mean, if you look at Singapore, I think within 50 years, they had like 250 campaigns running through the population, you know, to train them to be strict, but to train them as well. And things were like, you know, in some of the moments it was like, hey, uh, you shouldn't have like China, you know, you shouldn't have more than than one or maximum two children. Um, or later they noticed, you know, for example, Singapore said then um, you, uh, you know, we're stalling in growth. So have three kids or more when you can afford it. And other like really believe it or not. But I mean, they had some campaigns of where they literally trained the population to say to not pee into the elevators because it seemed to be quite common back then, you know, not <laughs> or they 
I don't want to say about oh. any culture, but yeah. quite a few cultures pee everywhere. And so they train them not to do those things anymore and look at uh, look at Singapore, how they grew within 50 years. Um, and other things, you know, no, don't throw away your cigarettes. I mean, you throw away a cigarette right now in Singapore, you get, uh, if that cigarette at the same time is not from Singapore, from outside imported, I think you get, uh, is that... 10 or 20,000 sing dollar fine wow. back then it was already That's but if hard. you just flick away a cigarette and they find uh, they see you doing that $5,000 and 30 days in the park doing public service cleaning up the parks i mean everything is spotless there so you yeah. can understand where this drives the country right oh definitely definitely there need to be rules you know somewhere if people yeah. cannot behave then uh, you know it has to be implemented and as well for yep. chewing gum you know uh, chewing gum i think it's completely it's, illegal right it's forbidden exactly yes. you're not allowed okay. to chew or have chewing gum you can't buy it anywhere there you shouldn't import it of course everybody brings that and you know you sure, don't spit sure. it on the road yeah uh, no, no it's really bad open your mouth. i'm sure i'm sure you understand why i'm sure you understand why because you know at 33 okay. degrees when you walk on it i did it a lot of times my son did it a lot of times it's uh, it's really you know, you it's cannot sticky. get it off from the shoes. It's 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 disgusting. So we know why. <laughs> anyway, yeah, enough exactly. of chewing gum. Let's let's go into the business. You know, um. So the first question would be, you know, somebody comes to you. Let's say, let's say a normal seller has like maybe, um, let's say we twenty thousand dollars, okay, and he says, okay, I don't know, I, I want to go Alibaba and and get like it because the MOQ is a lot less. Um, and I'm trying and, you know, I'm going to spend maybe 10 and then put 10 into advertising. What what mm -hmm. can you suggest and how can you help me? That's actually an awesome uh, point that you're directly starting with money, because to be honest, most of the sellers, especially if they're beginners or intermediate, not necessarily all of them come as like, so I have now this money, let's do something with it. It's a smart thinking. Um, but at the same time, even to be honest, yes, just like you said, it all depends on how you spend the money. If you say you want to spend the majority in sales and marketing or in making really good images, hint, 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 you're selling online, you're selling on Amazon, focus on your listing images. Okay. This is one of, uh, it's probably the most important thing. Don't underestimate that. I mean, you have an expert sitting there also with, you know, a plus content generation, listing optimization, Omar, I believe you know what I'm talking about. So guys, ask Omar of where you can spend the money there. But um, if you say at the same time, you know, I don't want to really do any PPC, I'm getting into a niche where um, I don't necessarily have to spend so much PPC because there's not so much competition where you can spend your money elsewhere. Images is no question, you need to spend greatest images and of course also SEO and listing in there. But now when it comes to the product, now this also depends. Do you want a high class product, which is like more expensive? How many units do you want to order? Or do you want a lower um, product? Sorry, a lower priced product where you can order more units. It all depends, of course, on the price of the product and as well of how many units need to be ordered. In order to answer that question, I mean, you can estimate it, of course, roughly um, if it's a high class product depending on how the supplier is set up, how the production facility, how big they are, they may accept an MOQ of 50 or some of them who are larger and they say, hey, you know what? We uh, um, we need you to place orders of 5,000 units minimum um, may also be the case. But the important thing is one of the first things you should focus on understanding what makes a good sourcing. And a good sourcing makes as a simple, very, very simple um statement is that you get 
enough proposals or as many proposals, uh, proposals, quotations as reasonable so that you can compare the prices, you know the market price, and you can actually start negotiating. Don't focus just on three proposals. So we don't we don't just go to a to a manufacturer and say uh, put the money on the table and say listen I want to work with you now let's 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 do it. So you really say yeah. I have to the best would be anyway to go there instead of writing emails behind a computer because then uh, there is misunderstandings there is a lot of things which can go wrong. So the best would you advise like to fly there um, and to negotiate directly with them or do you think uh, Zoom calls is enough? If you have $20,000 only, you want to spend 10,000 in your products, you want to, uh, or sorry, like 5,000 in your products, you want to spend another 10,000 in marketing, another 5,000 or 3,000, you have like 2,000 left. I was like, no, don't fly there. I mean, your flight costs alone, they will already, you know, eat it up. Um, I mean, you can do so much online. We do have a large team, one in China and then all over the rest of the world. Um, but no, do everything online. I mean, you okay. do have Alibaba, you do have all the platforms, you can contact them, everybody's reachable online. So for the first basic inquiry um, of getting the proposals, getting the quotations, no need to fly there. Um, also, um, you don't necessarily for your orders need to fly there. You can for sure. This has a lot of advantages, no question um, of, you know, seeing them, getting to know them, showing them that you're that you're serious about it. Um, but at the same time, it's not it's not absolutely necessary. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, just speaking about what you what you just uh, explained to us, let's let's go a little bit deeper into into this topic. Um, I mean, the global sourcing in general. What what you? I mean, the services that you provide. Um, how how is the whole how is the whole process work? Because for for me as a seller, if if uh, obviously I want I want products, but you know I don't have the time, I don't have the language knowledge. Um, I have, I have a little bit of funds, which I, which I can, um, you know, I can allocate to product sourcing because we all know in order, my opinion is if, if you want really to source, you need to know a little bit more about the world, um, than just right. being at your computer. You know, you have to, you have to travel, you have to go there. You have to understand that Chinese have a complete different mentality, um, and, Everything will be different. It's nothing as as you know. So uh, Sebastian is definitely the expert in that. He has been living there. He knows the up and downs. Maybe he leaves, he knows a little bit of Chinese. I'm not sure. Um, do you speak Chinese? Do you speak uh, uh, Mandarin? Yeah, good enough to survive. Definitely. Yep. You see, so all of these things are very positive points in order to understand a different culture, the languages. Uh, you know, we do the localization, so we know what you're talking, what we're talking about. So um, le let us know uh, how would this usually work, and how do you work right. with your with your suppliers, and how many people? Obviously, you have might have more than one, or you have maybe two or three. I'm not sure. Just give us a little bit uh, overview of the process and um, how how beneficial would it be for um for a seller or for a big company even to come to you and say listen i i need you to take over this i cannot take it anymore please help us with this whole process i mean i'll try to put this also into words directly you know so i, I don't necessarily want to pitch our services but so you can understand if you do this on your sure. own what are the things that you need to to look out for and um, do you want to make this on a specific example or we just take any type of product or i tell Let's, you um you anything on mind now, uh, yeah, obviously. So everyone knows we love or what we love is baby products, home products, sports products, 
pet products. So let's stay exactly. in this category. Let's make it um, a baby product, um, which is not too expensive around the around the three to five dollar mark, which you can easily sell for twenty five dollars on Amazon. Yeah. And let's imagine just any types of products, of course, um, that would fit into this range, whether it's a, uh, it's probably not that cheap, but one of the things I want to see one day, please somebody develop it um, with a, it may be a bit more expensive, but with a simple thought, it's quite difficult to get all the certifications. And the more difficult it is to get all the certifications, what do you do? What do you think your competitors are doing? They're not necessarily jumping all the hurdles, right? So if the entrance, the barrier of entrance is quite high, you won't have that many competitors because not everybody is willing to go the extra mile. So I was earlier uh, thinking about, you know, an electronic baby pacifier. It's a baby product. They take it in their mouth and it's electronics. So, you know, there's quite a few things that you need to watch out for. What are the guidelines? And then it depends on where you're selling it. It may be that the US is not as strict as Germany or the other way around. Um, but, you know, this is, of course, definitely always one of the things that you should watch out for. Where are you selling it as well? Um, and talking about buying it from. So, for example, if you're selling it inside the U.S., um, you first thing that comes up is like, you know, China, China, China. Yeah, but 2018, Trump and he invented his little Trump tariffs or, well, he didn't invent them, but it's anti-dumping taxes against goods that come from China, Right. So I think in 2018, they started taxing a market, which is worth, back then, I think it was already $250 billion um, with 25% taxes on or anti-dumping taxes on goods that come from China. Now, hint, hint, fast forward to today's world, what we do as well as, of course, sourcing in many other countries for US sellers, it could be interesting to get that same product from Vietnam, because maybe from Vietnam, it has 0% import tax. And I give you just as a basic example, let's, let's go about this. I'm not gonna say what the product was, but that's the real life story. Um, original price was $6 purchasing. Um, we found the product, it was a super record within three hours, it's never gonna happen again. But the same product from China, we found in Vietnam, same or better quality, 0% import tax and $1 cheaper. Amazing. And the cool thing about this is the seller sells 500,000 units of that a year. $1 cheaper. That is $500,000 of saving on uh, per year on one product. Now, the second thing, and this is the much bigger one, 500,000 units times $6 is $3 million. And that product had 27% import tariffs. $810,000 on uh, import taxes that you leave at the US border, right? So in sum, we saved them $1.31 million on that very first product per year. So not to show what we can do, but for you to focus on, should it be China? Could it be another country? Because saving $1.31 million a year, if you're that big, that's, that's, that's a lot of nice vacations. Um, or your next dream car or whatever you want to buy. That's a lot, that's a lot of money just in savings. Now, whether we do this or somebody else or you do that, the important thing, let's just assume it's China or it's any other country. Um, the principle is very much the same. What you want to do is not only find one or two uh, suppliers that, that could produce a product for you, 
um, and maybe could produce the product for you because of course you always need to find out it's like hey you say you do that but what does your quality really look like and have you done it before and all of those things um, the uh, what I highly suggest anybody to do if you want if you mean it's serious about your business because of the potential of saving money is get yourself more proposals uh, two or three proposals they don't cut it also five proposals I would say okay and then you have two high prices maybe a medium and two low prices and you go to the low uh, price supplier and you talk with them, you know, and then you go to the high price supplier and you talk with them and they will tell us like, yeah, it's a different quality. I mean, standard answer in China, different quality, better quality. Of course, always uh, anywhere they say that. And then they say, no, I cannot, uh, you know, give you those prices because it's a different quality. But now imagine you're aiming for uh, what we do in China. We usually target to find about the 30 three zero potential producers. Why? Well, if it goes well, uh, in China, usually, this is one of the, the fantastic things, you know, you contact 30 people, you get 29 answers, and you get 28 prices with nearly no effort. Of course, it, you then need to go to, through the proposal, see which ones are valid, and so on and so on. Um, but then you may have 10, 12, 15, maybe 20 valid proposals. Imagine you have 20 suppliers that you can pick from. You can check the qualities, but you can also negotiate. And that is the major thing. So with three proposals or five proposals or maybe even seven proposals, you know, yeah, you may, maybe, but do you know the real market price? The real market price you do know when you get as many proposals as possible. So do it. Do it on your own or hire somebody who does it for you because yes, this is tedious work. This is a lot of headache. This is... Do I like to do this for our own products as well? No. That's why, well, we started building our own business, our own demand, so our team would do it for us. Um, but again, if you have an internal team, tell them to get not only three or four proposals. The way then with working together, for example, is um, if you, let's say we have this baby product, whether it's a cuddly blanket or it's a pacifier, pacifiers may be cheaper than what you were aiming for. But uh, maybe some chewing toys or some some whatever other products we will have. Target is to know what's the product. Maybe we have the link of the competitor. Obviously, all of you, I guess, you hopefully use Helium 10 or you use Data Dive or use other tools um, in the market uh, where, by the way, we have a huge list. Uh, you've seen this as well, Omar, um, with huge. access to discounts or bonuses from all those tools because we want to help you guys get those tools as well, try them out because they are useful. No, we're not getting any affiliate. Um, feel free to ask, we'll send you the link. Um, it's a list that's worth more than $20,000 by now in bonuses and discounts. Um, but when you access the market and you use Helium 10, you use DataDive, you know your niche, right? You know the main competitors, you know who you want to compete about um, or sorry, compete against. And then, of course, come with what needs to be improved. Hint, hint, how to do that? Well, read the negative reviews. Everybody knows that. What not everybody knows um, is, for example, use ChatGPT. Take, go to a product, take all the one-star reviews, copy the whole page, put it in ChatGPT, take page, take, uh, page two, take page T. Page two, three, and four. I got it. 
and copy those negative reviews and put them into uh, ChatGPT. Then take the same for two-star reviews and maybe even three-star reviews and tell ChatGPT, ChatGPT, tell me the summary of the 10 most frequent problems. And all of a sudden, you know what you need to improve on, right? I mean, there are more and more tools coming out as well that tell you automatically, this product has that much of market niche uh, potential, you can do this and that better. The listing uh, optimization or the listing images from the competitor are so crappy. So in any way, go in and then you know what you need to improve. Once you know the product, you know the niche, you know the competitor, you know what to improve, then you know what to search for. And this is how you start searching for the 30. Outside of China, we usually target about 60, 60 potential producers if the market offers that. Why? Because they don't answer as fast as the Chinese. Chinese are very sales driven. They really understood. I need to give service and sales. I want to be here. I want to answer your question. Yes, of course. Day and night, Sundays, Chinese New Year, I always answer. Quality is, of course, of the answer sometimes uh, very undervalue, but hey, they answer, they show they're there. Um, and once you have the proposals, then you can start working further. Look at the proposals, compare them, put them in a nice overview. That's at least what we do. And then pick two, three, four, or maybe five of them where you say, all right, let's get them and let's get samples from them. But before you do that, uh, or before we do that, also check the background of the, of the suppliers. Is it a valid company? Are they registered? Do they have the export licenses? Um, have they produced that product before? Uh, or are they just pretending to do so? Uh, can they maybe, here, one of the things, did they produce for your competitors? And if they did for your competitors, the most likely they have an NDA and they tell you, your competitors, um, that they produced for them. Well, that's a little bit of a warning sign because they may tell later also that they produce for you. So you want to find the producer of the competitor, but uh, if they're good producers, they will not tell you um, because they're sticking to the NDA. Who is the management? Can you see that they may be you know, involved into some uh, legal lawsuits? Are they being sued somewhere? Are they involved in another company? Do all those background checks as far as you can do them. Language-wise, all of them speak English. Um, or no, that's not really true. The majority of them speaks English, but very often you find gold nuggets inside the Chinese market um, who you know maybe don't even have a webpage. They're not on Alibaba. They're not on Yaoliobaba, which is the Chinese version of Alibaba for internal um, uh, country among all the Chinese. Uh, but you may just find them. You know, of course, you can only communicate in Chinese with them. What helps there is have a Chinese team. Um, we're lucky enough to have, I think, currently 16, 17, somewhere around there, employees inside China who go into the factories, do the quality control and all the communication. Um, but at the same time, if you have anybody who speaks Chinese, you may find the additional um, hidden gems in there. But majority will also speak English. Yeah. And then once you have done all of those checks, I mean, or the samples, and just simply pay those $20 per piece or $50 per piece. Who cares? You want to build a business, right? So put them, don't, if you want to consolidate them locally, um, especially when beginners usually do that, oh, I would like to put all the products together and then consolidate and then send them over here um, to make the shipping cost cheaper. Yes, you can do that. It's also a good thinking to save money, but when you're really serious about the business and you want to get it started, don't think about you know saving those $20, but think about the time that you lose. And when you have time lost, I mean, you could sell for three weeks extra if you would have moved faster. 
And all of those things come along the way. Next thing okay. is for sure, check the quality of the samples. Wow. That was a lot okay. of talking. That's a lot. <laughs> you know, you know, when I when I see like and and I know I I, I realize that we, we haven't even touched everything. We touch now only the sourcing. If we dig now deeper, um to everyone that's listening, why I'm asking Chris is Sebastian these these questions is um because I want you to realize that. We are now in 2023. A lot have changed in the world in the last years. We are not anymore in 2010, 2012, where you just, you know, click the button and Alibaba will send you stuff borderless to any country where you don't pay any taxes because even samples, they will charge you now, you know, even samples. So it will, everything is expensive. Everything is time consuming. If you run a company, you don't want to sit there and do your listing, um, source at the same time. You don't have time for this, you know. You you want somebody who do all these services for you, and that's why our, all these services out there, and that's why we do this podcast for people to understand what is going on and how can they actually save their time because we have done it all. It's you know we we're doing this every day, so that's that is the yeah. reason why I want I want I want to show it. And you know, Sebastian just touched a little bit on the points what what they are doing, but he didn't speak yet about the molding for example that you know it needs to be done as well maybe 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 another competitor is, has already uh, the mold so you need to mold it differently um then shipping uh, who's going to pay the customs who's going to ship the goods up to amazon or to any other uh, uh, e-commerce marketplace in the world so th these are a lot of questions you will have to like to run down I'm, I'm just i'm saying this because at the moment for example i'm i'm uh, I'm, I'm getting into noon noon is a marketplace um mm -hmm. on uh in, in the uae Dubai. and trust me it's yeah. not easy it's another amazon you know and you will you will need time in order to understand how this how these things work so if you don't have anybody who who actually doing this for you you know, you you will you will spend your time uh, instead instead of like building your business, you will spend your time in these things. So, what I want to say is really um, reach out there, reach out to Sebastian, reach out to me or to it, it don't matter. There's companies out there um, which have the answer. Um, don't try it on your own. It just it's just it's just an advice, you know, because you will lose your money, you will lose your 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 time, and you know everything is so easy. So let's let's. Let's do all business together um, and work together and connect together and make this all you know, like an easier place, uh, cross-border, cross-border less, um, especially for those who are doing the shipping like uh, as well, like uh, uh, like Sebastian out here. Yeah. And there is a still a few points to talk about. Um, for sure. example, you know, can you can you tell us like a point or or something you would suggest like in general um, to anyone who wants to go into e-commerce or into mm -hmm. sourcing um, all in in this type of in this type of business in general? Yeah, um, that's a very good question because I think I'd like to directly uh, connect to what you just said, whether to do it themselves or not. Um, the, my suggestion is actually anything you do in a business, whether it's the bookkeeping, the accounting, writing invoices, searching products, doing quality control, writing listings, doing your first images. Uh, my suggestion is, I mean, depending on how, how loaded you are with money, but the majority, of course, of the founders is not. 
um, you know, do those things on your own, at least for the first time, maybe two, two or three times until you notice there comes that little switch of like, hey, you know what? All right, I've done it. I know how much effort it is. I know what is important to me during those processes, what should be achieved. But is it worth spending my time doing those things? Or hint, hint, one of the most difficult things and uh, in, in businesses and one of the biggest reasons why businesses fail is they cannot sell themselves. They don't know how to sell and do marketing and all of those things. So I think uh, there's like studies in there, right? That 90% uh, or so of startups fail within the yes. first five years, mostly due to the reason because they don't focus on sales and marketing. So also I'm saying... Um, Myself is, you know, instead of doing the operations one day yourself and either building up your own team or having experts from the outside coming in, whenever you notice like, hey, my time would be spent better on doing sales and marketing, doing revenue generating activities, then find ways with your own team or with partner companies to say, you know what, you guys, and by the way, when you notice something, I suck at making images. I suck at making graphics. If you look at my graphics, I've, I've done a mistake. I've done for the first six years, everything on my own with my brands. And you guys notice I talk a lot. My images look the same, that much text. Nobody reads it, nobody likes it. So by now I work with three or four agencies. I like to test always different ones who do the images for me. And then I look at the results like, whoa, I could not have done that. And yep, of course, they sell better. So I give the things away to experts like bookkeeping. I, To be honest, I hate bookkeeping. Oh, the uh, worst ever. <laughs> I'm <bookkeeper>. running. <laughs> exactly. Um, and give those things away. So don't, I think one of the hints that I'd like to go in here and give you is don't run the same treadmill over and over again just because you know it. You know that the only growth or the growth is there when you're outside your comfort zone. When you step into new things and you learn new things, this is where growth happens. Everything else, of course, needs to be done. It needs to be operated. Um, you need to have a solution and you will start building processes. And all of a sudden, there's like a switch in your head where it's like, whoa, okay, I'm building processes for my business. This whole thing starts to become a machine. So I can focus my time on spending a lovely time now with Omar and, you know, of course, talking way too much to you. I'm sorry about that. But this is turns out all of a sudden to be the things like, wow, I do like that. And the same way you can do it in the service business or in a product business, start, watch yourself and start thinking, okay, when is the moment to hire somebody for that in-house or externally who are the real experts? And when it comes to hiring experts externally, um the uh i think one of the things is you know do i want to now spend time hiring uh, a person for the next six months 12 months two years until they're at the level where i would like to have them or do i say no 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 i mean this is a task somebody else a company can do get them in pros you go um that's why i mean when it comes to like you know not only listing translations but real localizations i mean you guys know, Omar, um, when it comes to doing localizations based on the country, knowing the right keywords, optimizing the SEO, doing the A-plus content. I mean, uh, how many languages do you guys speak? Eight or so, right? Yeah, we have eight, but now we added as well uh, Arabic. So it's uh, it's around 10 now, yeah. I mean, you can probably and see Japanese. It. Yeah, obviously, and Japanese. Yeah. 
I mean, there's not so many people who would really, you know, know Japanese and do that successfully before I would go into the Japanese market because just, just try this out as an example. Go to Google Translate or Deepl or whatever, take an English sentence, put it into Chinese, take the same Chinese sentence, put it from Chinese to English, and you'll see even yes, from this yes. small thing, there will already be differences. And before I would learn this or have sure. somebody in-house and train them with a real Omar... Do the listing for me in Japan, please. <laughs> yeah, it's. I agree completely with that. You know, what I wanted to add as well is because you you were completely right. Before you hire somebody, you should you should know a little bit at least. You know, like you know, it's the same as when you hire somebody for working with you. You should at least know a little bit about the position that you're gonna give to them in order as well to explain to them um, uh, everything. So you, what I'm, what I wanted to say, maybe it came like that, but came through like that, but um don't just hire somebody you know um first understand actually what needs to be done and what you want to be done and then inform yourself a little bit or you don't have to be an expert in it that's the experts are out there but just you know get familiarize yourself a little bit to to it and then you can um you can hire i think uh, i think this is exactly what you what you wanted to add in there and um very, very good one uh, sebastian um a part of that where can anyone get in contact with you? Because I see here there is a there is a QR code, right? All right. What is the there is, a QR, the, is the, the QR code working? It's it's can working. It? It's working. It's working. It is working. Yes, yes, yes. Awesome. By the way, back there you see behind there standing one of my uh, other brands as well. I have a few more um banners also standing here for the for the other businesses so very interesting uh, it's working this hold on it should it should work it should work it works it works it goes to calendly right that should be to calendly and i think it's okay, from our it. uh, team gets a, a calendar entry in there yeah else besides that i mean yeah where do we see each other on linkedin you find LinkedIn, sebastian yeah. hertz with a few chinese characters and yes like you say the connector in between sebastian the connector hertz Hussan is actually Hussan. what my chinese name Very means um, and uh, the same on facebook you find me on facebook where else people have my whatsapp number by now sometimes a few too many <laughs> but uh, i think we also have you can't probably see it. Just hello at signify.net. Signify. Where is it there? Spelled with a there's Z it, there, and there. with a Y in the end. Okay. Um, very easy. Just message us there. And if you want to have the list, um, the discount list to, uh, I mean, the list has far more than $20,000 worth in bonuses and uh, discounts. Just ask. We'll send it to you. Other than that, I think we will be posting together online, Omar, aren't we? We will. We will on LinkedIn. This gonna be this gonna be some fun. We're gonna post it, I guess. In a few days it will be on. Do me a favor, actually. Help Omar right now at the moment. Tell him, send him a quick message, just uh, you know, one word it's like, hey guys, where are you actually active? And if you're active on Twitter, just send it on Twitter. If you're active on LinkedIn, just send it on LinkedIn or Facebook. So maybe it's a cool feedback for Omar actually as well, where he can Great be active idea. and I'm gonna learn from him. <laughs> Great. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much, Sebastian, for your time. That was a great talk. Lots of information. And yeah, it's uh, product sourcing is is definitely something which, you know, people need to talk a lot more about and get a lot more educated about because it's not 
not that easy to click just on Alibaba. We, we got the real deal here. So thank you so much, Sebastian, for the session today. Anytime. Thank you so much for having me.